Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The 8th Annual Hip Hop Film Festival takes place August the 11th through the 20th. It celebrates 50 years of culture at the prestigious Schaumburg Center in Harlem. I have the pleasure of speaking to C.R. Capers, founder and director of the Hip Hop Film Festival and CEO of Harlem Filmhouse, and also director and producer Jamal Hodge, and the executive producer and writer Kareem Hayes of the closing film Necessary Evil. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, See, I'm going to start with you. Give us a little background on how and why you began the Hip Hop Film Festival eight years ago. We're so proud. We were right there. Yes. Yeah. When you start, I'm talking about bringing the Hip Hop Film Festival to 10-10 wins. That was that was a conversation. There was. And um, at first, it it didn't appear to make sense. But I think that we were able to impress that this wasn't a normal film festival. We really look at the filmmaker as an entrepreneur um, to create ecosystems around their art so that they can feed themselves, their families, and more importantly, employ their community. So it made so much sense for us to partner with Tin Tin Wind, having the credible uh, place in the business world and bringing, making sure that they recognize that the culture is also about business. I mean, after all, you know, it is the biggest genre in the world for music. Our culture is imitated globally. Um, so it's, it all makes sense that we now begin to make sure that we reap the economic benefit of, uh, of our DNA comes naturally. So what was the, what was the mission and is the mission? The mission has always been the same, access, opportunity, and ecosystems. Giving access uh, to folks that don't have access, same um, systems that allow for us to benefit from our work and our creativity, access to the people that can help make these things happen, and then the ecosystem of combining folks um, above the line, below the line, and across the lines to help make the art flourish and to build community. And we do that in a global sense. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about that. How do how how has that become global? And how do you find how do these filmmakers find you? What is the process of submit submitting their work? And how do you narrow that down? Ooh, well, it it started pretty simply, right? I mean, we're talking about the hip hop film festival, so um, we do still follow the tenets of the culture. So. Um, it's not about who you know, who you are. It's about uh, what you're bringing to the table at that point. So we're looking at the basic tenets of film. 
does it is the sound correct? Always the first thing. Cinematography, um, uh, how your characters, uh, your design, and all of that blends together. Story. Um, these are the elements that allow us to say, okay, this is what it takes to be in this festival. To say these are the best of the best in your culture. Um, after the way folks find us, in some freeway, we do it the same way most other film festivals do. We reach out to the community. We let them know. Here, we leverage social media heavily, um, and that's how folks come to us. The way we went global is, I think, by the second year, I started getting requests from other countries as they were entering the film festival and coming to New York to participate. We also were getting invited out. So I thought it was a unique opportunity to say, okay, let's go to these other countries and um, not only do our festival there, but also engage with those filmmakers in their homes to see what what they need and it opened up a whole new um, division for us. It allowed us to operate 365 uh, days a year providing access and support as well as develop a supplemental programming around what we do. But the festival remains our flagship program. And uh, Jamal, you have a little bit of background in history with the film festival. Um, Tell tell us about that because this is what Sierra's talking about, about filmmakers. How did you guys come together. How did how did that work? Tell me about it. Well, I mean, me and CR, the way we came together was, um, you know, she saw this beautiful black man walking down the street. No, <laughs> um, no, no. Um, we, I came in, I came into this. <laughs> no, <laughs> I came into um the Harlem Film House um act up um program. I had been a um a director. We had, I think it was Knockout Game, right? It was the first one, CR, that we had. At over there at the festival. I love the festival, the turnout, the environment, just the quality of everything. We I think I think um I won an award that year. Um and then I started wanting to get more involved just with the community because to me the real award was just being associated with that community of young talent and actors. And I felt like I had something that I could offer there as a writer and also things that I could learn. It was a good way to engage the community from artistic level. Um, so I love, I love the access that that provided. Um, and then from there, you know, it started expanding out. I had other films there that the festivals really welcomed me a lot. They've done a lot for me and I've also wanted to give back and do a lot for them. So me and Kareem, we had, um, we have a whole history outside of the festival, um, and, and the act up, but we was working on a film project, you know, based off of his book. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into that because I wanted to, to veer off into Kareem, who um, yeah. is a brilliant <laughs> author behind the two books series, Necessary Evil. Um, so, Kareem, tell me first about, tell me what is necessary. If no one's heard of this, of your book, tell me about the plot. What is Necessary Evil about? It's uh, based on, it's loosely based on my experiences. I was fortunate enough to uh, change my life around using African-centered metaphysics. Um, so on one side, it's it's a it's an urban tale, very street, um, and on another side, it's very spiritual and and really dives into our African ancestry and how we use those things. I wanted to show people that you can use metaphysical science in a practical way in an urban environment. And a lot of times there's stories about how people have been saved and usually that they're saved by don't reflect our cultural historic historic history. Um, in this story, your savior looks like you. 
and your savior come from your ancestry and some of the darker things that a lot of people will scare us away from is actually where I go to seek the light. Jamal, you started talking about how uh, you both came, you and Kareem M <laughs> came together. I uh, have to had to get that in there. Um, how did you come together and decide that this was going to be a film? And and again, expand a little bit on the differences between the book and the movie. How did you not only come together, but then decide that the Hip Hop Film Festival wasn't the place for you to show this film? I mean, this, this is going to be something that me and him are both um, could talk on or speak on. But um, the way me and Kareem came up, we've known each other for years. Like, on sets, we were just like uh, young adults, um, kid trying to put our lives together, get, get get right, trying to get right. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, later on in life, we met. He had a book. Yeah, I saw his book. And um, they like each other. We, we didn't like each other. Yeah. yeah. We well, cool like that. Y'all didn't see a good-looking man walking down the street. No, okay. A beautiful black woman. She was the first person that read my book, and she said, "This is this should be a film." And I said, "Okay, well, I need help. Who should I go to?" And she reintroduced me to Jamal. He read the book and was like, "This needs to be edited. I can't read this." So I walked away, insulted. I tucked my pride in. And I sold 5,000 books in the street. With the money I raised from 5,000 books, I paid to get a professional editor to edit my book. Wow. Then I came back to him because I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> then I came back to him and he said he was impressed that I came back. And then the next thing he said to me was, this is going to be a journey and it's going to be a struggle. But if you are willing to suffer, I will suffer with you. And being a person from the street, from the street background, I also had corporate jobs. I've been around. No black man, no man has ever looked at me and said that, that this is going to be a struggle and you're going to suffer. But if you're willing to suffer, I will suffer with you. So for me, that became a call to arms. And I looked at his work and I told my wife, I said, this dude is amazing. He has to be the director. This guy has to be the one to translate my vision. And him saying that was a call to arms where I said, I met someone who was strong enough to lead me. Not often do you find that. So that's how we got like that. And for me, I mean, when he came back and he actually did the work, that was one of the most shocking moments of my life. Because I, you know, I'm always trying to see if, if you, you know, I wanted to meet somebody that loves their material as much or as or more than I do, right? Because I did like the book, but it was just I wanted to see his commitment to perfection or his commitment to himself and his own dream. So I think like um our dynamic as two um strong black men, you know, committed to having an impact in this world, I think it shows up in the film, in the art, you know, the the commitment the dedication, the the love of the story. You know, I'm interpreted I'm interpret interpreting his uh his or his story with combined it with my art to create a unified vision to give to the masses in a way that's gonna really affect them on multiple levels. Because the film also touches in on the subconscious, on 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 choosing between your past and your future which is a which is a very human story a very human dynamic 
um, that we have to face a lot as black men or women in the, in the city. You know, it's always like, is your loyalty to who you're going, who you're becoming or who you were? You, you know, which one are you going to be loyal to? And then how did you decide that the Hip Hop Film Festival was the place to show? And did, how did you, did you call CR? Did she call, I mean, how did that? Well, well, I mean, I mean, I've been, I've been wanting to see CR and Reem to <laughs> come together for a while. Because they, 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 they too, you know, like my brother and my sister, you know what I mean? They're two very powerful, powerful individuals. They, they individuals that love the community and help the community. Uh, also, nobody, nobody runs a festival like the way the CR runs a festival. If you want to put your stuff out, the Hip Hop Film Festival, you ain't going to find that nowhere else, right? They, they always at cutting edge with technology. It's a combination of tech, culture, hip hop, and almost like a family environment all at the same time. So, you know, you get your stuff in there. It, it, it's just, it's just brilliant. Why not premiere with family? I had it on Claire with my brother, Reem. He, he was excited about the idea. It's the 50th anniversary. It's a closing night film. Um, they can, they, you know, she's been rolling out the red carpet for us. She's been patient with, with us as well. So, um, I think it's the perfect place uh, where we can reach the most people in our community who the story speaks to in New York City. It's the perfect fit. And Kareem, go ahead. The other thing too was that um, CR's event, ACT UP, was an integral part of me translating my novel writing skills into film writing skills. So I wrote the film like in Jamal's living room, right? And what it was a big thing of me shifting my mindset as a writer from writing novels to being able to write scripts. So Sion has this dope event uh, every month, the last Monday of every month called Act Up. And honestly, like even coming from like a hip hop background, there was a spot called the Pyramid in the village where it was like all the nicest MCs from the city would go there and battle each other. So when I used to go to Act Up, that was my mindset. Like, yo, this is the breeding ground, right? Because that guy over there was on Netflix and that guy right there used to work with Spike Lee. And this person over here. So this is where I get to show what I'm made of. So I kind of went there every month with the idea like, yo, I got I got to show these people that I'm just as good as somebody that did maybe four years college and got their master's at bar for film and film production and screenwriting. So I really have to honor CR for that, for creating a platform for young people, for brown people to showcase their talent. It, that That was amazing. And that's like, that's what made me confident as a script writer i went there and then i started submitting the contest and started to like show myself more so that was a big deal to wrap it up um sierra i need to ask you so how many people um try to get their films in your in the hip-hop full festival how many people actually how many films are you actually showing do you have a number or a roundabout figure for that this year i tried to keep it we get a lot of submissions, um, and this year, I tried to keep it under. I tried to keep it at fifty, um, but we went to eighty because we also have a screenwriters competition. Um, so this year, we're supporting just about a hundred, hundred filmmakers and their crews. Uh, we support normally we do double that um, because uh, sometimes we also give opportunity to folks that have a lot of potential they just need to be in the ecosystem so that they could grow 
but we've gotten stricter um, as uh, now that we're in eighth year. <laughs> as you see, Jamal is smiling because he's like, we gotta gotta be stricter. Um, but it also means that um, I grow and learn too, and I grow and learn from those around me, and that's why uh, Jamal has, has is now one of the advisors. We also pulled from our more established filmmakers and directors like Jamal Hodge who understand the industry a bit more than I do um, so that we can make sure that the book continues to evolve in its, in its presentation, just like our directors are evolving in their careers. So um, lots of submissions, and now we have a small rate of acceptance as it should. So tell me, give me the overview of the festival because from the 11th through the 20th. So give us the overview and the theme and why you chose the same theme. So the overview of the festival, where can people go to oh, register, yeah. all of that great stuff. So the overview of the festival. Overview of the festival. So we are celebrating 50 years of culture. So people like to say that it's the 50th birthday of hip hop. Um, it's 50 years since the mainstream caught up with what uh, my generation was doing, how we have evolved the civil rights movement struggles the same, but the way we expressed ourselves in music and told our story had to change. It's been 50 years since the uh, mainstream caught wind to or recognized what we were doing and, sh- and pushed it out into the world. But this has been our life forever. So we say we're celebrating 50 years of our culture being mainstream. Um, propaganda is how people learn. So film, movie is important. Um, so if people go to hiphopfilmfestival.com or .org, uh, you'll see that we have from the 11th through the 20th, we have um, dope films, dope events. We have master ciphers. We have get-togethers. Jamal's going to be leading our director cipher. Um, we are at the Schomburg this year, which is at the intersection of culture and knowledge. So bringing the festival that's at the intersection of culture, tech, and art is super important. So happy to have them. And having the Schomburg uh, unwrite the festival this year allows us to make sure that the community is able to come. Tickets are only $25. Super dope. Um, opening night, closing night might be a little bit more. But of course, it's all for a good cause. It's tax deductible, of course. Um, so folks are come prepared to hear and see stories from the culture that matter to them, that resonate with them, that also teaches us to respect the architects. Uh, we have some really great documentaries that shows um, what happened to the legacy of hip hop, of, of the genre of music and the people behind it and how they were torn from their legacies. It's kind of like the um, Black Lives Matter movement for the culture. Uh, and for hip hop, it's called You Can't Erase Me. That's the centerpiece. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot going on. And I hope that folks take the opportunity to understand that this culture is not just music. It's not just about MCs and rappers. Um, the most important part of any culture is how you get the word out through music. And now in this day and age, media is the most important thing. It is how everything is transmitted around the world. So the people behind those cameras, creating those stories, making those stories, telling those stories, they deserve their rightful space in history. And that's why the Hip Hop World Festival exists. And 
So everything is going to be housed this year at the Schomburg. Um, remember in years though, by the way, the National Black Theater was, you know, so everything is in here. Yes, we, yeah, the Schomburg. The Schomburg um, on 135th and Lenox, right across from Harlem Hospital. Um, we're doing it big. And I I'm, I couldn't be more proud of what we have achieved in these eight years. Um, through COVID and through all of this, we've gotten stronger and better because we are versatile. Um, I guess it's the one time having no money uh, actually helps because we were raised in a digital space. We definitely, this did before anyone knew what uh, XR and Metaverse was. We had occupied that space from day one. So uh, we continue to grow and flourish and as well as introducing kind of technology through the festival to our folks to make sure they have their place in the future as well. But tell us one more time where we can get information and tickets hiphopfilmfestival.com or hiphopfilmfestival.org however you choose or just google us you will find us you can also google jamal hodge or kareem hayes necessary evil that is the big centerpiece it is the film i'm the most proud of um because that is if you want to really know about this festival from beginning to end look up kareem hayes look up jamal hodge they are close for the success of this festival, and we couldn't be more proud of them. Well, Sia, Jamal, Kareem, wishing you much success. I know it's going to be successful. Uh, CR, you are doing great work, and just listening to Jamal and Kareem, I know it's going to be fascinating, and it's going to be wonderful. So everybody needs to get your tickets, get online, be a part of the Hip Hop Film Festival. Eight years in. That is right. And every year, as you said, you're growing and doing great things. So um, good luck, everyone. Thank you for uh, telling us a little bit about the festival this year. Much success to you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.